Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Yep, 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 yep. You already know what time it is, man. It's your girl, POC. Turn your radios up, spread the word, spread the message. You already know how we come in each and every morning, starting at 10 a.m. We have a jam-packed show for you. Yes, you, bringing you that information that's for you and about you, for a greener, safer Philadelphia and beyond. We already know, I want you to give us a call, man. That number is 215-634-8065. Toll-free, 1-866-361-0900. We have a jam-packed show for you this morning. I want you to participate. We're also live on Facebook. So if you want to see my face and my guest's beautiful face, you already know you can tap in on Word TV on Facebook right now. But our first guest of today, I'm excited uh, to really be having this conversation because, you know, when it comes down to EcoWord, I want to bring forth those voices who's bringing that solution, not just a bunch of chitter chatter, but solution-based, you know, uh, evidence and facts, and then also solution-based, you know, concrete things that's going to move us forward, especially in the communities that we serve and that we live in. But we want to welcome Tavis Smiley onto the show, who's a journalist, radio host, media correspondent, and the owner of the Progressive Talk radio station, KBLA in Los Angeles. Good morning, Tavis. How you feeling? Uh, POC, I am doing well. It's an honor to be on your program. If I complained, I'd be an ingrate. I'm just delighted <laughs> to be hanging out with you for a few minutes. And I thank you for the kind invitation. I deeply appreciate it. No doubt. You know, um, and Tavis, I want to ask you, when it comes down to environmental justice, why did you want to jump into the bag? Like, why did you want to get on, you know, the bandwagon of making sure that people understood that environmental justice is not just when it comes down to climate change. It's also things that are happening within our education, our school systems, and things that are happening block by block. No question about that. Um, so first of all, I've been at this for a long time. Um, with the advent of uh, our radio station, we're now two and a half years old, we're pushing toward our third anniversary on Juneteenth. Um, we are no we are no WURD, uh, as you may know. I was just in Philadelphia a few yes, months ago uh, to celebrate along with my friend uh, Sarah Lomax and the entire Lomax family. Um, the, the wonderful job they've done stewarding this station over the last two decades. So I'm nowhere near 20 years, nowhere, nowhere near 20 years old. <laughs> and uh, our friend, our friend Melody Span Cooper, who owns WBON in Chicago, she was also there with me as we celebrated with Sarah. And their station is sixty years old, so I got a long ways to go. We're only, we're only two and a half years in, so I got a ways <laughs> to go. But I, I believe that uh, that black talk stations ought to do more than just talk. I mean, clearly we are talk stations, but we ought to do more than just talk. And WURD does a whole lot more than just talk in the city of Philadelphia and beyond. Uh, and so we're doing the same thing here in Los Angeles. And so I think if you have this, if you have this kind of platform uh, and uh, this kind of connectivity to an audience of people of color, then you ought to be doing more than just talking to them. You ought to be doing things that empower, encourage, inspire, uh, enliven their lives, uh, give them information that can help them make better choices and live better lives. And as you well know, because uh, you've been at this for a while, uh, these are these are literally life and death issues. Mm -hmm. um, all of these climate catastrophes, all these climate maladies end up victimizing poor people and people of color more than anybody else. And yet we're the ones who are the most silent in these conversations. So with the advent of the, of the talk radio station, I've just elevated my work in this arena. But if you go back 20 years ago, um, this year actually is the 20th anniversary, which uh, uh, coincides almost uh, nicely with the uh, with the Lomaxes and WURD as a talk radio station. Um, 20 years ago, I, I compiled and edited a book called The Covenant with Black America. People in Philadelphia remember this because mm -hmm. we were on tour for months 
Um, the Covenant with Black America was a book that laid out the uh, 10 covenants, uh, the top 10 issues of importance to Black America and what we can do to turn the tide against everything that's trying to take us under. Yes. Uh, these 10 covenants were laid out in this beautiful book called The Covenant of Black America. It came out almost 20 years ago. So we are literally later this year releasing The Covenant with Black America 20 years later. Well, one of those 10 covenants, yeah, thank you. One of those 10 covenants 20 years ago was environmental justice. So we were literally writing and talking about this 20 years ago. A good friend of mine named Tyrone, Tyrone Taborn out of Baltimore, very well respected and regarded in this uh, space, uh, helped us with this book. Uh, but so did um, Dr. Robert Bullard. As you know, Robert Bullard is the godfather uh, <laughs> of this environmental justice movement. Um, he helped us uh, in this space. Uh, Mustafa Santiago Ali, deeply entrenched in this space, writes the essay this year. So 20 years ago, Robert Bullard wrote the essay about the environmental justice covenant. And 20 years later, Dr. Mustafa Santiago Ali is writing the new essay in this book that comes out later this year, celebrating 20 years since the covenant. So that's a long answer. But the point is, I was talking about this 20 years ago in the covenant book uh, at our state of, uh, black, uh, state of the Black Union symposium. We were addressing these issues then. But as you well know, it's so much worse now, so much more acute now than it was two decades ago. And so with this talk radio station in L.A. that's talking to black people every day, I want to make sure we raise their uh, not just their cl climate IQ POC, but raise their civic IQ uh, sure. of, of what they can do uh, in this space. And so we're taking it on head on. No doubt. And one thing I would say, Tavis, you definitely corrected me because I said you're jumping on the bandwagon, but you broke it down to the point where you're like, I've been doing this work. This is 20 years worth of work. So there's no bandwagon over here. And I appreciate that because a lot of I feel like a lot of people, you know, are jumping on it's jumping on the environmental justice bandwagon, especially the climate change bandwagon, because it comes with funding. Right. And speaking of funding, you know, you all were just presented with two million dollars worth of funding for a 12 month long climate change campaign. So when it comes down to the campaign, please get us a little bit more to the campaign. Good question. Thank you for asking. So the campaign is a 12-month campaign, as you mentioned. We've raised to date $2 million, raising more, so we're not done with this. Um, and that money ought to be raised, because again, if we're the communities being impacted by these maladies, then we ought to be uh, receiving the kind of funding to empower our audience and to help them uh, navigate through these, uh, these difficult days that are to come, and frankly, difficult days that are going to get worse, as you well know, before they get better. So our campaign is designed to do basically four things. One, we want to increase climate literacy. Uh, my grandmother, Big Mama, POC, always said to me, when you know better, you ought to do better. When you know better, you ought to do better. In so many ways, and I, I'm grateful for shows like this one that you host, EcoWord, because you're, you're empowering us with information. I believe that information is power. Knowledge is power. So the first thing we're trying to do, as I said earlier, is to raise the, the, uh, the, the, the literacy level of people in our community about climate all the way around. Secondly, identifying voices like yours and others who are doing the righteous work, doing the heavy lifting, um, ringing the bell, sounding the alarm, pick your metaphor. The people of color who are doing that, who often don't get the exposure they need, we're highlighting those people long on all of our platforms, on, our, our, on all of our audio platforms, on the radio, on our social media, uh, in our in our in our public media, we got a massive outdoor uh, billboard campaign. Um, so in everything we're doing, we're highlighting people of color who are and have been doing this work, so that people of color who listen to us and watch us can know 
that there are people of color who are in this space and have been in this space for a long time. So we're, 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 we're raising their profile, secondly. Thirdly, of course, we are serious over 12 months with all kinds of conversations, literally week in and week out uh, on our station. Uh, we are the climate station in Southern California, and we're, we're bragging about that and we're proud of that. So every week we're having multiple conversations on all of our platforms about climate justice all year long. And so we're making sure, thirdly, that we involve the voices of people of color in this climate conversation. Yes, yes. And then fourthly, uh, we're, we're making sure that the resources that are out there to help people of color, black people, who are being, you know, uh, uh, who are being, uh, frankly, victimized by these uh, climate catastrophes, get the resources they need. For example, one of our sponsors um, is Department of Water and Power, uh, one of our partners. And Department of Water and Power just made a bold announcement the other day that they are going to start building um, charging stations in mm. the hood, charging <laughs> stations in the community. And you're going to love this PLC. They're not just building them, but because of the Department of Water and Power, they have the opportunity to build them. One, they can they, they can apply your billing just as they would to your water and power bill every month. So wow. you pay on it like a bill. So the so you so it makes it easier to pay for it. You have obviously easier access to it, which hopefully will drive more electric vehicles being purchased by people who live in these communities of color. But the part I love is because it's a, a public utility. They're undercutting all these companies that are making all this money off these charging yeah. stations. Mm -hmm. So they're going, these white folk are going crazy in Southern California <laughs> that the Department of Water and Power is going to make it easier and less expensive for people of color to get access to charging stations driving, we hope, the purchase of more electronic vehicles, which obviously benefits the environment. Yeah. So that's what one of our partners is Water and Power. There are all kinds of examples I can give to you like that. Our partners are both public, uh, they're private. We've got foundations involved. We've got individual, uh, wealthy individuals involved. But everybody's involved for one reason. They realize we are a media platform. We have a significant imprint, footprint in Southern California. And they understand that our end and aim, our mission, uh, we've assigned ourselves to do the work to make sure that people of color are not left out of these conversations that they are uh, given the information that they need to make better choices and live better lives, that their voices, again, are going to be resonant uh, in this dialogue, and they're going to get the help that they need. So we're mm -hmm. it, it's, it's an exciting campaign. We're doing it all year long. I chose this issue for this year for obvious reasons. Yes. It's an election year, and this ought to be on the docket for African-American people and, for that matter, all of our fellow citizens. But we're going to do what we can in this year when people are paying a little bit more close attention to issues than they normally would because of the presidential race, we're going to do our part to try to elevate this conversation and amplify Black voices in it. No, John, for those who are just tuning in, you're listening to Tevis Smiley, who's a journalist, radio host, author, and media correspondent, and the owner of the progressive radio talk station, KBLA in Los Angeles. And Tevis, I wouldn't be myself if I didn't ask you these two questions that I've, I've been wanting to ask as I've been listening to you talk today. Thank you for the wealth of knowledge that you're bringing to the Eco Word show this morning. Um, but I wanted to ask you, you know, when you talk about 
uh, black and brown voices being silent. I wanted to ask, you think it's being silent because a lot of advocates um, here in the city of Philadelphia say they are speaking out, they're just not being heard. And then another question sure. I wanted to ask you was, you know, you went on and named some partners, you named private, you named foundations, but you forgot to mention grassroots. And in the city of Philadelphia, grassroots leaders are really taking the charge. So when it comes down to the grassroots initiative and something like the environmental justice space, are you guys going to implement more grassroots leaders into that? Sure, it's a very good question. Let me, let me take your, your second question last. So the persons that are mostly being focused in being uh, being promoted and uh, promulgated and advanced and given exposure in this campaign are the grassroots people. Yes. So I'm very clear uh, in this city and beyond uh, the, the 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 dominant role that everyday people, as Sly Stone might say, everyday people, uh, the grassroots are playing in this process. And so yes, they're absolutely involved in this campaign. So every week. These are, in fact, the people, the grassroots folk doing their heavy work, doing the heavy lifting every day and the awesome. serious work. They're the ones who are being featured on our station all year long in these various conversations. They are the ones who we are advancing as the experts. That's what I meant when I said earlier that it's not just about uh, raising climate literacy for the audience that doesn't isn't really aware of these issues. It's about showcasing these grassroots people who are doing the work, showcasing them and exposing them to a broader audience again. We're, we're, we're a media platform, and I'm very clear about what I can do and what I can't do. I am not a grassroots environmental advocate. That's not what I do. But I do have a platform on which I can expose you to a broader audience to understand the work that you are doing and how That's you real. can help them with whatever, uh, their ch whatever challenges they're facing. So, again, I'm a media platform, and we're about exposing all these black folk, all these people, people of color, uh, who are doing the work. To your to your earlier question, let me tie these two things together. I think you're right about the fact that that um, it's not that these activists, these grassroots workers are being, uh, and organizers are being silent. Um, they're just not being exposed. And again, that's one of the tentacles, uh, one, of the, one of the tenets, I should say, of this campaign, to make sure that those persons who are doing the work get exposed. I know they're raising their voices, uh, <laughs> but they're not being given the platform that they need, that they deserve, that they have earned, quite frankly, um, to talk to a broader audience. And so, again, I don't believe in reinventing the wheel. We're a media outlet. We, are, we have a major platform, a big footprint here in Southern California. And these folks have been doing the work. So let me give you a platform that will allow you to do your work better, to expose folks to what you are doing so they can join in this campaign. This, ultimately, yes. this campaign is about empowering people so that all of us can be more aware and all of us can join in in the work that these longtime activists like yourself and others have already been doing. I'm just trying to grow your support base, if that makes sense. I love that. And Tavis, we got about five minutes left, and I want to get into these two quick questions. One is the educational component, right? We're talking about a lot of things really fast, and 12 months is going to come, you know, at a blink of an hour, we're going to be yeah. in 2025, right? So when we talk about these educational components, and we're going to integrate these into different communities, how can we make sure that people like us, Black and Brown communities, are actually learning from them, and it's actually going in the ears, and it's not coming right back out? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, there are two ways to do that. Uh, number one, um, you're right. Twelve months is going to come really fast, but we're we're driving this every day. I mean, literally on all of our platforms, on our website, on our app, uh, on all of our social media uh, again uh, um, uh, platforms, on the radio station itself. As I mentioned earlier, an outdoor media campaign, billboards, buses, bus benches, bus shelters. All across this city, you're going to be seeing messages all year long. 
So one is to repeat, 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 repeat what these messages are. So yeah. we're educating people, but it's not, it's not, my point is it's not a one-off. That's why it's a 12 month campaign, not okay. a two week campaign, okay. not a two month campaign. We're doing this all year long. And so we hope that by doing it repeatedly and by covering all the topics, water, air, pollution, heat related illnesses and yes. death and all the stuff that come under this massive umbrella. Um, we're going to be discussing these things throughout the year with all kinds of experts who are experts of color. And so it's not a one-off number one, number two, uh, and this is important, and I, know, and I know you'll appreciate this. We have got to do a better job when we have these conversations of talking not just about the maladies, not just about the catastrophes, yeah. but also about the opportunities. Yes. There are so many opportunities in this space for people of color to get in where they fit in and, and yes, to make some money too. I believe in doing good and doing well simultaneously. And there is no <laughs> like issue that. in this country right now that we're wrestling with that no issue that we're wrestling with that doesn't allow us, uh, that, that allows us rather in the way that this issue does or these issues under this climate umbrella, all, all these issues allow us to do good and to do well. So yes, we're the ones being victimized. Yes, we ought not to be silent. Yes, we've got to raise our climate literacy IQ. Yes, we've got to involve the voices of those who are doing the work uh, and at the same time, we have to understand that it's not just about talking about um, the ugly and the bad and what mm -hmm. ails us, but also about letting people know these are the opportunities for black entrepreneurs, black creators, um, black thinkers <clears throat> to get involved in this work, benefit their people, to save our planet and also to feed your family. I don't like having conversations like these where we leave out the opportunities that, that exist. Part for people of color as well, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I appreciate that because with opportunities, people understand that there's resources and they can obtain them themselves. Instead of looking for handouts, we can actually go get it ourselves. So I definitely agree with you. That's right. Um, and my last question, <laughs> my last question, Tab, is I wanted to ask you, um, it's pretty much about public feedback. So with the opportunity, we talk about opportunities. So will there be opportunity for public feedback and input throughout the campaign as everything is being facilitated and ongoing? Will people be able to say, hey, I see what you're doing. This is working in this zip code. Can we bring this over to this this zip code? Oh, I love that question. Uh, and your the timing of your question could not be more propitious. It's okay. a very timely question because. I literally, before I got on the air with you, I was literally reading some research. You'll be happy to know, and, I'm, and what's funny about this is the people in Philadelphia are actually going to hear this before the people in L.A., because I'm talking to you about it right now. Thank you for the we exclusive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's an exclusive. We've not, yet, we've not yet announced this in L.A., which is the funny part about this. So one, uh, there's two things. We have already, on our website, if you go to KBLA 1580, and we're running a heavy promo on our station right now. On our website at KBLA 1580, there's a climate survey that we're asking all of our listeners to take. Awesome. I want to get a sense of what they already know, what they don't know, what matters to them, uh, what they're hearing, what they're seeing, what they're feeling. I want to know all of that. And this survey allows us to, 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 to curate that data, to call that data from our listening audience. So we're asking them. We ain't just telling them stuff. We're not just preaching to them. We're asking them. So we have our own survey for our listeners specifically on our website right now. And people are taking that survey. I, I was just blown away by the numbers of people already going online to take this survey, which also allows you to communicate to your question. It allows our listeners to communicate with us 
about what they feel about these yeah. issues. And they'll communicate with us all year long as we roll out more and more and more of the campaign over 12 months. So one, there's a survey already online at our KBLA 1580 website. That's one piece. But the piece I was saying to you that is the exclusive is that we recently commissioned a scientific survey in LA, in Southern California, of Black voters, hmm. registered voters, Black people. And in that survey, we asked a series of climate questions. So we asked questions about some major political races that are coming up. Uh, everybody's talking about it in Southern California. It's political season. But we also asked a series of climate climate justice questions. And I am blown away by what the scientific data tell us about Black people and climate justice, what they think, what they feel, what's yeah. happening where they live, how they view this issue. Um, there are all kinds of questions. Again, a series of questions we ask of, uh, of, of Southern Californians who happen to be Black uh, in this scientific survey. So I say that, why? Because a couple of days after people hear us in this conversation, they're listening, they're listening to us today on Friday <laughs> in this conversation. But a couple of days from now, you'll see in the national news the results of a major survey, a uh, scientific survey taken in Southern California of Black people and what they think about all these climate issues. So we're gonna, we'll be releasing that. So there's your answer. Yeah, people have a way to communicate with us what they think. And they're already doing it with our online survey. Um, that's just internal. But now we've done also a scientific survey. Um, 500 respondents were questioned. Uh, and all the data is really interesting. You'll, of course, see it. We'll get a copy of it to you. So you can talk about it here on Eco Words. Yes. But it's going to be interesting to see specifically what Black people have to say about climate. And I don't know that we've done enough of that, gone to people who are Black and asked them how they're navigating this, what yes. they think of it how they're dealing with it, what solutions they think, uh, where the resources ought to be applied. We've asked all those kinds of questions and I can't wait for that data to come out a few days from now and uh, you'll be hearing about it. But there's an answer to your question. And so, as again, your question couldn't have been more timely. I was just going <laughs> over the data pri privately in my office before I got on the phone with you. See, great minds think alike, you know what I mean? Great minds think alike, <laughs> for sure, for sure. I received you know? I received that. And I definitely yeah. agree with you because it's nothing like a lived experience. So giving, you know, uh, residents of South uh, Los Angeles the opportunity to talk about their lived experience and to actually put in fresh ideas of how to implement these situations and these solutions is, is a great start. So once again, I just congratulate you for all the things that you're doing. I'm sending you many blessings throughout these 12 months. I know it's going to be a long 12 months for you, but it may seem short for the people who are going through it. So thank you for the work um, that you all are doing at Kebby LA in Los Angeles. Uh, Mr. Uh, I'm sorry, Tevis. If you can tell the people how they can find you all, stay locked, how they can um, look up the work that you all are doing in this initiative. And if they want to be a part of it, how can they be a part of it? Sure. If you just go to KBLA 1580 uh, is our website, or all of our socials. All of our socials are at KBLA uh, 1580. Uh, you can see everything. So all of our socials, our website, everything is at KBLA 1580. And you can find me there as well. Uh, when you get there, all of my link, all the links to me, everything I'm doing are on our website as well. So just KBLA 1580 is how you can find us. Let me close um, by uh, saying to you, and I mean this uh, sincerely, um, the deeper you get involved in this issue, the more you realize, as I said at the top of this conversation, uh, how serious it is. And this really is an issue of life and death. There are a lot of issues Great. that we talk about, a lot of things, a lot of things that will be discussed during this political election year in Philadelphia and beyond. Um, but not all these issues are literally life and death issues. 
Uh, and our community, as we have already established, are the ones who are being disproportionately impacted and frankly dying from these climate maladies. And so I, I want to close by saying it means something to me that there's a program like EcoWord that is hosted by UPOC that the Lomax family, Sarah and WURD, think this issue significant enough to put it on the radio station with yes. regularity so that people can be empowered with information that can help them live better lives by making better choices and just being aware and being informed. So I, I just want to just close with a tribute to the work that you're doing. Thank I saw you. they asked me when I come on. I said, absolutely, I'd come on because I just love the fact that you guys have a focus on what really matters right now. Climate justice is racial justice. That's Climate facts. justice is environmental justice. That's These facts. things are not distinguished. They're, they're not separate. And so I, I celebrate the work that you're doing. I'm honored to be on your program and happy to come whenever I can uh, to join you in the work that you're doing so beautifully and so brilliantly there in Philadelphia. So thanks for having me on. Have a great rest of the day, POC. I really appreciate you. You too. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I hope you have a great weekend as well. And thank you for the exclusive here on EcoWord. We're going to need that. <laughs> I hope you have a good one. You already know what time it is, man. It's your girl, Peel. Uh, my pleasure. All the best to you. <laughs> no doubt. We're about to go to a quick commercial break here on WRD. Keep your radios locked. We'll be right back. Right after this commercial, you'll be hearing from this month's Eco Word Fact brought to you by PA State Lottery. Stay locked. Radio's up. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 